We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. Um, that was the single hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. I promised myself I would cry. That's uh, all right. I yeah. think it's really Hearing... hard right now watching Harrison cry because for some reason I just, I'm just not feeling it. I don't know what it is. Like, I just, I almost was How like... How could I not be insulted by you saying no. that my feelings aren't real? Today's episode, guys. Wow, what a day. We just wrapped up. We just said uh, goodbye to Harrison. Um, we're here in Sydney and we got him in very last minute to record an episode. I, I'm never really speechless, but I tell you what, guys, um, my mind is reeling. Um... I am feeling a lot of emotions. I can't believe a lot of the things that he said. And honestly, I'm really excited for you guys to actually hear this. Mm. Um, I think it's going to make you guys think a lot, not only about Harrison, but a lot of the other characters this year that we saw on MAFs. Mm. And it, it opened my eyes. My ears were open. I j- I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, and I, I say it in the interview. I said to Harrison, I'm like, I just don't know if it's really going to sway people's opinions because, you know, we have just sat and watched him for a good couple of months and we feel like we've really gotten to know him. And we always say it on the podcast, you know, to you guys, we always say you guys really did get to know us. Yeah. So I don't know if it really will sway some of your opinions. Look, it has swayed mine a little bit, not all the way or a lot, just a little bit. It's because we have a lot more information about yeah. a lot of the things. Other people we, as well. Yeah. A lot of the things we saw, the context behind it. Um, and then obviously with the actual facts that we have, you know, leaked um, messages, text yeah. messages, the, the voice memos. Um, so it's a really interesting chat, guys. And I also want to touch on what the fuck's been going down in our Facebook group. Guys, when we posted to ask for some questions, it got absolutely out of control. Yeah. And I didn't actually read all the comments. Dom and I were at an event when this was going down. And look, we'll be we'll be honest, we didn't think that it would cause so much um drama. You know, our moderator Amelia was messaging us saying, like, this is a pretty gnarly situation. We had no idea it was gonna get so out of control. We sort of just posted it and, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, we knew it was gonna ruffle a few feathers when we we, you know, announced that we were gonna have Harrison on. But I think it really did get taken out of hand here, yeah. guys. Um, I you know, the language that's been used, and I wanna do a trigger warning before this episode, before we get into the chat mm. with Harrison, because there is talk and the use of the language um, that, you know, might trigger some people. So I just want to preface this chat as well. But I really just do want to stress that if you are in the position to give this chat a listen, please do, because I really do think that it will broaden your perspective. And and it's not this is not to say that you're going to believe everything because mm. I don't. Mm. It's not going to say that it's going to sway your opinion and it's going to change your opinion, but it's going to make you think. And I think at the end of the day, if if this chat can open your mind a little bit, it's not a bad thing. Mm. But, yeah, I t- t- totally agree with that. Um, but 
I think we need to talk about, yeah, the Facebook group because we've cut off members now from coming in um, because there was, you know, stuff going on. People were harassing our moderator from another group. People were sending screenshots to this other group. And we've spoken about this group before. And, guys, we do not support what or who you are in our Facebook group sending screenshots and supporting and providing this bullshit. Like it, it makes me right. angry. It, it makes me angry. It boils my blood to think that someone that is volunteering their time to be a moderator in our group is getting attacked. Yeah. Um, it's also going against copyright laws. So exactly. people that are taking content from our page onto another page. And posting and, it in a public platform yeah, or public forum. And using it as clout, as whatever. Yeah. It's not okay and we will come for you. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down on you and it's not okay. And I just want... <laughs> Because I know people are going to be hearing and seeing yes. this. So see me now. Mm. It's just not cool, man. Like I just don't understand why be a member of our Facebook group if you are not a listener. It's just, I don't know. Like, or if don't you're you listening to, like, just to get shit or yeah, just whatever. just to get like, I don't like, know. Who are you? Goss. Like what are you doing with your life? But like Reassess, doll. Surely aren't we just past that now? Is this not just a platform where we can – talk and share things but not come for each other like it's just it it blows my mind and we've cut members off now there's no new members coming in for a while um we're gonna keep it as it is we're not all gonna like each other's thoughts and opinions guys that's okay because guess what that's what society is that's what living in an open and free world is Mm. if we want to go and start stopping people from voicing their opinions we're going to be living in a very oppressed society and i can tell you right now you ain't gonna like it Mm. so please keep that uh uh, in your mind when you are writing something, when you are posting it online, because mm. just think, guys, you would never say that to someone's face. And if you would, then you really got to reassess. Yeah. But let's get into the chat because I honestly think, guys, it's going to be, you're going to be really uh, surprised. I what was. You're gonna hear. I was surprised. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, this is going to be probably broken into part one, part two vibe because yep. it went for a lot longer. It's a than, long one. It's a long one. It went for a lot longer than get planned. Get comfortable. Yeah. Uh, take the dog out for a walk. Yeah. Uh, get a drink, a coffee, tea, yeah. whatever it may be, and strap yourself in. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> Yeah, does, it, <laughs> does this take you back to math days? You're just not mic'd up. No, there wasn't a cool pool table in the Come yeah. and take a seat. Look, only sit with us. Only the best for us. You're Am sitting. I being invited to sit with you? I yeah, guess. You mm. actually are sitting with us, mm. Harrison. Mr. Big Bad Wolf. Um, <laughs> the Big Bad Beast. Well, the Big Bad Wolf enters the lion's den. Mm. Well, I mean, who'd win out of that? I think the lions. The lioness would fucking yes. kill you and then maybe eat you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Harrison. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for being uh, for having me and for being here yourself. How um, do you feel about sitting with us right now? Yeah, good. Good. Are you like, what's the feelings? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Um, a little nervous. Yeah. A little oh. nervous because I don't know what you guys are going to throw at me. Yeah. Like I've come here voluntarily. Yep. And voluntarily. I thought, yeah, yeah. Voluntarily. Yeah. My security forced me to be here. Yeah. No. Guys, I just want to make note that uh, we did actually have a personal security guard. Jokes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bronte wished that she had that, but she did not. Um, mm, claimed that she hadn't. Yeah. No. We're going to, we've, we're going to settle a few things today. I think it's going to be interesting. Good. We're going to, 
you know, we're going to hold you accountable. Mm. Um, I know John Aiken likes to say that a lot on the couch, but mm. I just want to <laughs> preface this conversation with saying this isn't commercial radio, this mm-hmm. isn't commercial TV. Mm-hmm. We can say what we want, how mm. we want it to We can you. actually murder him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's no smashed glasses. There's not going to be there's any knives like in the back. Um, this is going to be a real honest chat. Yeah, you know. Um, and I'm I'm really keen to yeah. Get I think down and dirty. Yeah, and I think you know everyone is viewers. Everyone's watching you right now. Everyone has a certain opinion of who you are. Yeah. Um, based on the show. Based on the show. Um, and as I don't know if you know this, but Dom's always one that knows everything. I know nothing about what's going on, like articles. I don't know anything. I don't read any goss. So but you've watched. I've watched. You've maths. watched the show, yeah. Yes, but I don't know really about so what's you've, going on. Well, that's good because I feel like then I'm talking to a viewer. Yeah. Right. Yes. Someone who's formed yeah. an opinion. Yes. Based on the the final cut of the show, which yeah. is which is actually a good place to begin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because and as you know. Sorry. Mm. No, no, no. And which is where all of our listeners I hadn't finished speaking, Dom. (laughs) Let her speak. (laughs) Let him speak. (laughs) I think think there's going to be a lot of like, my turn, my turn. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. We talk Um, a lot all of us. Yeah. Well, okay, just just to finish what I was saying, I think think it's good to talk to, say, someone who's in the viewer seat Mm. and then someone who's obviously had a bit more context behind the scenes Mm. as well, right? Because Dom and I have had a couple of conversations off air. Yeah. So I think that's good. It's a good mix, Mm -hmm. healthy. Watching as a viewer, I hate myself mm-hmm. on the show. I'm like, this wow. guy is a gaslighting, a narcissist, doesn't take any accountability. Mm. Like, but you haven't seen so much. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I wanted to get to with with mm. yourselves as well, Dominella. You both know how much gets filmed mm. and then how much makes it to the final cut, right? Yeah. yeah. And did you feel at all when you watched your season back, were you like, man, this is not how this happened, that conversation didn't happen that way. Yeah. Was there any of that for you guys? Well, I mean, they with my relationship, I mean, there wasn't too much drama necessarily with me, but with my relationship, yes, they didn't show anything with Mitch and I. They only showed our fights. They didn't actually show Interesting. our relationship. We had like two or three fights in the experiment and that's all they showed. They didn't show any of our good times. So you feel like they were trying to portray a tumultuous relationship yes. rather than a happy, like what you we were. We were happy like 90% of oh, the time. They, they were so happy. And, I mean, Jack and I were as well, but they really did play on, I guess. Well, you had so much more other things that yes. overtook the relationship. I mean, all of the drama that was happening in Surrounding the group, your relationship. But yeah. also, mm-hmm. like, there were things that, and, you know, Jack spoke about this when he came on the podcast, but mm-hmm. he went through some tough mental times mm-hmm. um, and that kind of caused a bit of, um, strain our relationship early on, which then I, I looked like I was the one that need, was needed more affection and everything, mm. and he was like not giving me any affection. Then I was asking for sex, and he didn't want to have sex. And then people said that I was pressuring him, but mm. really there was so much more happening. So that did happen, but we will get more we'll get into to that. that. We'll get but we to want that. to just know the real Harrison. Who are you? Where are you from? Um, you know, we know you're a dad. Um, it's always so weird. When you get asked, like, so tell us about yourself, and it's like, your mind just escapes. Oh, yeah, there's like, so much oh, yeah. to say. No, it <laughs> yeah. is, and it's the shit. It's the hardest thing to. It's so it's so easy. Like if I was to ask to describe someone else, or even myself in third person, it's like yeah, so much yeah. easier. But when someone's like, stand up and tell us about yourself, yeah. you just. It's like, yeah. do you remember like when you were in school and you're like the new kid, and they yeah. ask you to do that, and you stand up, and you're like, oh, I don't know, I, I like stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, this is pretty much that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, who are you? Um, What's your name? Like, like who am I? Well, I'm 33 now. Yeah. Um. I've been in the building industry over 10 years. Yep. Uh, and then when I started my apprenticeship, 
um, I was kind of like always looking, how can I make some extra cash on the side? And then I started hitting the gym and I worked with uh, one of my best mates, Kyle, and he was like, dude, I'm doing stripping on the weekend and I'm making all this extra cash. He's like, you know, you're pretty fit, you know, you're, you're charismatic. Totally why forgot. don't you? He was a stripper. Yeah, he's stripper. like, why don't you? Totally why don't you come and do it on weekends with me? So he got me started, and then that just took off. Every mm. weekend, I was actually making more on a weekend, getting paid to party on boats with chicks than mm. I was at wow. work. So that kind of like took over my life for probably seven years. Wow. I was like, I was like building homes during the week and yeah. then home wrecking on the weekend. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be a fucking headline. Yeah. <laughs> god. I'm delivering the headlines today. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that was like kind of like a big part of my life. And funny enough, when you do that job, um, especially as a male, it really becomes kind of like your identity. You take mm -hmm. on a, a certain persona. Mm. You like, you know, you think you're God's gift. Yeah. 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 And okay. I, I, th I think in a way people think that's a byproduct of doing that job. It's not. You have to be that way because when you go in to like a hen's party, chicks want a ripped, super confident alpha male. Mm. Yeah. And you kind of have to be in charge. It kind of develops that, that job in yeah. itself develops some narcissism to an extent, if that well, makes sense. Well, I think sense. as well because you've done it for like I've got friends, males, females that are strippers, you know, all the all – the, all the above. And you did it for seven years. So it's basically embedded in you, who you are, to have that ego-driven confidence mm. that people will misunderstand. But also- I think that's a great point. Well, yeah, yeah it's, embed it's, it's, who, it's a part of who you are as much as you may not want it to be. That sort of level of confidence and big head vibe, like, oh, Harrison's got a big head on him. He thinks he's this, he's that. That's going to come with I do. who you are because yeah. of what you've done and because you did it for a really long time. Yeah, because, I mean, let's be honest, you do give off, well, specifically on the show, you give off those big head, loves himself, fucking thinks he's God's That's God who gift. I was coming yeah. into the show. Okay. I'm not going to deny that. I've it's, been quite yeah. open about yeah, it. Yeah, like, and you have. But you know honest, what? Like, yeah. On the wedding night, on the wedding day or whatever, like straight away it was like this guy reckons his shit don't fucking stink. Yeah. Like, it doesn't though. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like Baker's Delight. It's weird. It comes out smelling like right. it's, oh, it's so, it's honestly like. All right. I don't need to know about what your shit smells like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously though. Did like you, a freshly baked cinnamon roll. Oh did you think <laughs> that acting like that or be you know portraying that character did you realize though that when that was aired people would be like oh fuck this bloke like no one likes a big-headed you know what i mean no i think people mistake my sense of humor which is kind of a bit of um i play into that okay, but i'm really taking yeah. the piss out of myself but people misunderstand that especially like there was a few times I saw on the show, I couldn't give you a specific example, but I remember watching the show and, and I would say like, you know, yeah, women think I'm hot. Mm -hmm. And then they wouldn't capture or they purposely wouldn't show the part about me going, that's a joke, guys. Like, mm -hmm. come on, I can't say that. Or I'm uncomfortable saying that. Or mm -hmm. like, if you saw my, it was interesting, I watched my audition tape where I'm like, if you squint, I'm kind of good looking. You know what I mean? Like, that's my humor. Okay. I'm taking the piss out of myself. Yeah. Whereas on the show, they're like, yeah, you know, I think I'm hot and I'm carrying the big bit of timber in. I was like, oh, this is cringe. Mm, yeah. Stop it. Stop I mean, it. it. But it that's a producer's a dream, right? It's yeah. a produ Like you are yeah. a producer's dream. Okay, let's start there. Yeah. But <laughs> I want to know the Harrison that's, the you know, the carpenter, the builder, yeah. the dad. Tell us about that side of you. I actually matched with uh, the mother of my child now on Tinder mm. and um, – mm. So for everyone that thinks that I'm just just a fuck boy, here's a story for you. So I was dating around and um, 
matched with this girl on Tinder and we started chatting and we just had like this instant sort of chemistry. And then I remember on our first date, she, she pulled up out the front of my house and uh, we were walking out to get in my car and I'd organized like this cute little date with like a, like a picnic and we were going to go on rowboats and it was yeah. like something out of the notebook. I kind of like went all out for this girl. I was like, oh, there's wow. something special here. And how long I kind of feel this? this was like four years ago okay. and um, five years ago maybe. And I was like, oh, you know, there's something special here. I feel a bit of chemistry. And she got out of the car and I just felt all of the oxygen leave my body. Mm. And um, I was just like, this is love at first sight. And I actually called. So I, I purposely asked her to go in and pick up lunch that I'd ordered on my phone out of the car. And when she was out of the car picking up the lunch, I rang my mom and I was like, mom, this is the girl I'm going to marry. And mom's like, you have never spoken like this about a girl. Like, are you on drugs? Mm. And I was like, no, like I, I'm going to marry this girl. And a year later we were engaged. And oh. a year after that we, we'd had our son. Oh. So did you ever so, get married? No, we didn't. No, no, no. So we were, engaged, were engaged for two, uh, two, a year or two. Yeah. Um, August was one when we split up. It was sort of like the middle of COVID. You know, work was really hard to come by, especially as a subcontractor. Yeah. So I was kind of like doing any job that I could. I worked for a bunch of people that I regret, but I just took mm. work to keep a roof over our head. And that strain really put a lot of pressure on our relationship. Mm. And, you know, um, my ex was a stay-at-home mom, didn't have a lot of like – you know how some people are a self-starter? She just didn't have that in her. Like she's just, a, she's someone that needs someone to, to give her stuff and then she can run with it. Right. And we, I just wasn't in a position to set her up with a business or anything like that. Like yeah. I was just preoccupied with keeping a roof over her head. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was working 10, 12 hours a day and I, I stopped going to the gym and I was just really preoccupied with being a dad and, and trying to provide for us. And I think the pressure of me being away a lot and what it was doing to our relationship, she mm. just went looking for love and affection elsewhere. Um, so, oh. um, yeah, it was pretty tough. Um, we had a we had a big sort of, I came home one day and she was like, look, I can't do this, I need a break. And that's when, um, you know, in, in the process of sort of helping her move out of our shared house, um, I went on her computer just to send some work invoicing and, um, I, you know, the Instagram icon popped up and that's when I read all the messages to some other guy and I, I found out that she'd been cheating on me. Right. So Wow. Okay. That's hectic. Um, and that would have been shit at the time, obviously having such a young it was, baby. Yeah. yeah like it was that pretty shit because as a 30-year-old guy who's now a single oh. parent, mm. I have to re-enter the, the dating marketplace and really reinvent myself mm. because I'd been, as I said, you take on a lot of things in your life that form your identity and for mm. me, being a dad and a family man, that had started to form my identity. And now all of a sudden I'm single again. And it's like, mm. I've got to try and rekindle those fuckboy vibes. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because it's mm. like, well, you're 30, you're in the prime of your life, arguably. Yeah. Um, you're now single again. And the only thing I was preoccupied with was making money, setting myself up and, um, you know, dating, dating around. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't really prepared to get hurt again either. I went into the dating pool very, very, very selfishly. Mm. I went in there specifically to get what I wanted out of out of situations, and I did not want to put myself in a position where I could fall for a girl again. Mm. Do you think you went, you fell back into a fuckboy stage after your breakup? Yes, yes, yeah. But yeah. I did it consciously. I knew what yep. I was doing, mm. yeah, yeah. and I didn't. Like I said, I'd given my everything of myself to one person. Yeah. That hadn't worked out. And in a way, I was kind of bitter. It's almost like self-destructive mode. It's like, yeah. I'm going to go out there now, 
basically, you know, get what I want, as you said, just like have one night stands, probably not treat women with the utmost respect and just have fun, be a fuck boy. I mean, we've well, spoken I mean, it was about all consensual. This. It's not well, like, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I and mean, I mean, you hope so. We've, <laughs> we've spoken about this on the podcast. I know when I went through my breakup, I, mm. I spoke about how I went through my fuck girl stage. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you do, you, you're you out there to. again. You, you have to, I think to a certain extent, you need to get it out of your system. And this does come into play, I guess, going into math. So, you know, you were in your fuck boy stage. Mm. I was. And you applied for maths. But I'd been doing it for two years. So okay. I was can like. I, can I ask, just before we move on to yeah. getting into maths, your ex-girlfriend, the fiancé. Fiancé. Fiance, yeah. The mother of your child, are you, like, for you to tell us what happened and, you know, to share how she, how you found that she was cheating on you or whatever, um, like, is she going to be mad that you've spoken about that on a public forum and shared that information? <laughs> I mean, potentially, but we, we have a good relationship yeah and i'm gonna tell my story yeah she has a completely different version of events but um you know she cheated on the guy before me as well in her previous relationship with oh. a married man for like over a year okay so a little uh, funny enough Alyssa has a very similar story right to my ex so um, before you she was in a relationship and she was cheating on that guy with a married, with a married man. man yeah okay. and it was and, and it was in a small town so like everyone kind of knew about it and That's did when you she, know when you started dating her i didn't know until i actually didn't find out about this until the weekend so we were living together for three months and then the weekend i drove out to see her parents to ask their permission to marry her mm. that's when all of this came out and i was like well you should have told me this months ago like mm. Before we moved in together, I should have found this out about you. Now it's like I've kind of fallen for you and, mm. you know, I'm, I'm purchasing an engagement ring and I'm going to ask your parents to marry you. Wow. Like it's, it was kind of like too late. So is so, there a chance that your ex-fiance will come out once this episode goes live and says everything you're saying is alert? Oh, she's welcome to, but I can provide my evidence as well. Okay. So is she like, yeah, is there a chance that she's going to come out and say this is all a lie? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that, but that's like that's – her natural state of being is right. to try and lie and cover up and delete things and okay. say it never happened. She did that with the boyfriend. The only reason she came clean in the end was because the wife of the married man threatened her and said, if you don't tell people I'm going to, right. then she wow. came clean. And it was the same in our relationship. It's like, I've seen the messages. I know what was going on. Mm. Um, you know, you, you guys have a pre-existing relationship. It was her high school boyfriend that she cheated on me with. So uh, they, the, the, the evidence is there. Wow. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, she could come out and say what she likes. Yeah. I, I know the truth. She knows the truth. She'll never yeah. admit it. So well, it's, it and it's interesting. I mean, she hasn't. We don't know who this person is. No, um, no I'm not going to name this no, person. No, no, of course. Um, and it's your, the mother of your son. Yeah, like, like you don't want to start shit like that. But she, that. it's interesting. Like she hasn't come out and said anything to either like anyone agree or disagree with. I guess your behavior on the show either. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I've protected her in the media because I didn't want her named. Um, and I still don't. I still mm. don't want her named. But this is my story. This yeah. is who I am. And I mean, that's completely. And people don't have this side of me, right? They just yeah. think that I was a, a heartless fuckboy for no reason. Mm. Yeah. No, there was a reason. I had my heart broken. I mm. worshipped the ground she walked on. She was, she was the love of my life, and she broke my heart. Mm. So, yeah, there's a side of me that people don't see. Right. Know? Are you getting emotional right now? I am. Yeah. I, I actually struggle to talk when I get emotional. Like that was the single hardest. Thing I've ever been through because not only did I find out that the person I was deeply in love with, um, you know, just didn't feel that way about me and was was actively looking elsewhere. Um, in the process of that breakup, I had my son taken halfway across the state, and sorry, um, 
that was the single hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> That's uh, all right. I yeah. think, you know, people that have children, I guess, will understand. And it's interesting, you know. Um, it's really hearing- hard right now watching Harrison cry because for some reason I just, I'm just not feeling it. I don't know what it is. Like I just, I think because I'm a viewer, right, I've seen him on maths and I've seen him get emotional on television Yeah, and everybody called it like fake and not real and like for some reason I'm just not feeling the emotion. Like I can see obviously you're crying, like there's tears yeah. in your eyes, but I don't know, like it's so hard for me right now to some extent believe the emotion. Like you're sitting in front of me right now crying and I saw it on TV and everybody saw it. And, like, I'm wondering, did the viewers feel like that your emotion was real on maths? Because even right now I'm sitting here and I don't feel like it's real. And it's really interesting because I don't want to, like, don't take this the wrong way, but I almost was like. How could I not be insulted by you saying that my feelings aren't real? No, I know, but this is, it's. Like, did, what did you? Well, the, and this is the really interesting thing because I, I really do think that people would have expected me to come into this and being an absolute cunt to him and being like, nah, you're fucking fake, Harrison. But, do you know, honestly, I'm going to say that. Well, you've spoken the, to him a lot no, more no, no, than me. No, like, I, but also Alyssa was the exact same when she spoke about her child. We didn't hear Harrison speak about mm, his child at all on the show, mm, okay? Yeah. And I'm sure that if you did speak about your child and you more did say, show. my child got taken away from me half the state away. Yeah. And and he would I reckon he would have got emotional. We saw Alyssa speak about her child and she got visibly so emotional that so she emotional. walked out. Yeah. And we call her emotional. But we see a man like and I and I completely get it. Like yeah. I, and and we'll get to the point yeah. where Harrison, you know, he would and I think he will admit that he was he faked he played it up. And and we've already heard him say yeah. that. So when it, I understand why Ella's saying that Harrison and Did you I, ever talk more about your child that we didn't see on the show? Oh, not really. That wasn't yeah, really like I explained story. a lot of this in the task where we write each other a letter. Yeah. Okay. And I explained we all didn't of this see to that. Bronte. No, there's 99% of the show you don't see. Right. Right. I think anything that humanized me or showed my funny side um, or any depth to me as a person was yeah. completely edited out. And also any problems I had in the relationship were all edited out. It was all, I'm going to be honest, I think watching the show this season, it was told completely from Bronte's perspective. Anything that made her look bad or where I called her out for a lying or said this is my issue in the relationship was minimized or completely eradicated. Mm. And the the, like last night watching the dinner party that Mm. was on TV last night, that was all from Bronte's perspective. And they they actually like it's it's annoying that I pick up on the editing and other people wouldn't know. Yeah. So when when Bronte got up and left the table and then came back in, she'd been crying in the other room with Lyndall for like 20 minutes. Mm. And the reason she'd been crying is because I, I called her out in front of the entire table for all the lies she'd told through the experiment. And she admitted in front of the entire table that lying and talking bad about her partner was a pattern she had repeated in previous relationships. And I finally, that was like the boom. Yeah. This is, she's going to be, everyone's going to see Bronte in her true colors. Yeah. And she's going to be painted as the villain this year. We don't see any of that. Right. Like we don't see any of the lying, any of her gaslighting me, none of it. It's all been cut and we see the entire thing. Even when, when she left the room, you just see me sitting there going, you know, mm. that is not what happened. They've edited that mm. look from probably when she first walked in. Mm. 
And yeah, when I put, know, when I put my hands yeah, up to yeah, my face, yeah, it's can, just all yeah, editing we know. tricks. Like, you we know. know that they might show a face that happened at the start of the night. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah we know yeah. That. That, that. That happened that, that, that shit does annoy me. I will, yeah. I will say that's fucked. Why can't they Have just it. show it how it happened? Yeah. Like, the truth is actually more entertaining than the editing. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny to me that they keep, like, knowing, and we're going to get to the leaked voice messages, yeah. the text messages and everything, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, It's funny that that information is so available to everyone that she's clearly lied she's mm. a load of shit um and i'm not giving you or bronte a, a, pass, a free pass you yeah. know mm. what i mean and and yeah. we've sp- and i've told harrison this before yeah heading into this um uh but it's funny that the production still supported her side they didn't or- know any about any of this if if producers knew about the voiced messages and the leaked text messages, and now with these false claims of domestic violence on the set of maths, if they'd known, like if they'd seen this, I tried to tell everyone. Yeah. I was like, this woman is gaslighting the shit out of me. I'm in a coercive controlled relationship. I'm the one being lied to constantly. Like here's the evidence. But all I had was conversations that occurred between the two of us, Mm. a lot of stuff off camera. And producers can't use that. Mm. But if you if you watch the show now, if you were to go back and watch from day one now, knowing what we know that's been mm. leaked to the media, you will clearly see a you relationship where and I you, am the one being and you'd watch it with different eyes. You I am the one being gaslit. Yes, you would be watching it from a very different perspective if you Thank went you. back now. Yes. Thank you. And knowing and everything that we know, that's a yes. fact. Yeah. Okay, guys, that is a fact. Yeah. All right. At the end of the day, yes. Yeah, still, there's going to be some things that we don't like about you. The way you said you spoke about Melinda's plastic surgery or some mm. of the bullshit things that you I said. I do. I do deeply regret saying that. We're, and we're going to get yeah. to yeah. that properly yeah, yeah. because um, I don't think that that was. An appropriate comment. Yeah, good. Mm. And we're going to get to that. We're going to start with Bronte because, you know, it it did feel like from our perspective that there were things that we didn't see a lot of. I I feel like we didn't see any of your relationship. We didn't see any of your living in that apartment at all. How long did you... Actually, because they did no wake ups, bro. Never. They did not we didn't long see wake anything. up. We didn't see you ever wake up in the same bed, go to sleep in the same bed. Because we, we did didn't... that, like we had morning wake ups every morning. They would come in, film you having coffee in bed. Yeah, like making a tea, talking making a about coffee, what happened, but like, in bed. It was weird. Um, we did film the wake ups, and it was awkward because I was always sandwiched between Bronte's bodyguards and Bronte. <laughs> As in the pillows? <laughs> as in the pillows. Oh, exactly. pillows in the bed. Over Ella's <laughs> head, that joke. Yeah, um, but this is oh, Ella's head. Yeah. It'll go over. <laughs> but, yeah, but totally, it was bullshit. So, yeah, what, did she have a fucking pillow? Like, oh, I mean. What, no, it was actually funny. Um, the first <laughs> night of the, the first night after we got married, we go back to the hotel room and yeah. we slept together. And it was the worst night's sleep of my life because Bronte's like, this is how I sleep. And she put this eye mask on and these earplugs in and then oh. turned this phone app up to like full volume and it was like the sound of raindrops oh and she's like this is how i need to sleep and i was like are you you insane like (laughs) this is like it was like um sleeping next to a thunderstorm but it was like calming raindrop sounds yeah because it was so fucking loud Loud. it was like sleeping in like a monsoon and i I was just like there is no chance i can sleep so we almost never slept 
in the same bed. We did, we did for like large portions because towards the end, I actually got used to it. She would turn the volume down as like kind of a concession for our relationship and I would, I would try and sleep with it. Yeah. And it was funny when I got back home from the experiment, I had to turn the fan on to have some white noise because yeah, I kind of got, got used, used to, to it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I've slowly weaned off that now. So how long, <laughs> so how long did you actually sleep? In the same room, or that, that, in that apartment, because that was mine uh, and Jack's towards, apartment, by the way. So two, I'd say two weeks before couples retreat, we were sleeping every day in the same bed, mm. and then um, after couples retreat, it sort of was touch and go, depending on the day. We we would be good for a couple of days, and then and then not good, and then it just it just kind of was like the wheels were falling off the relationship after couples retreat. It was just like kind of mm. putting a band aid on like a sinking ship and hoping that it would just stick and you wouldn't fucking sink, but you. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people don't see um, the conversations I'd have with Bronte. Like there was a, a dinner party where I'm like unequivocally, no, I'm going to write, leave, I'm going home. Yes, and you did say that. I did say that. Yeah, yeah. But I said that at the start of the night, and then it was funny. We went around the table, and everyone's relationship was fucked. Mm. Everyone was fighting, and I was like, well, they, these people are struggling to make this work mm. in this environment, but they're not giving up on each other. Yeah. So why am I throwing in the towel for someone where? Yes, it's a massive move, Perth to Sydney. Mm. She's probably not 100% sure about it. So why am I throwing in the towel based on her? She might just be trepidatious and kind of nervous about really committing at this point. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to see this through to the end. And, um, and yeah, my mum was a big proponent of, you know, we've been happily married for 35 years. If we gave up every time there was a little hiccup or we didn't agree, shit, we would have broken up in week one. Yeah. I agree so, with that. My parents yeah. are the exact same. Yeah. Like they've one second they're fighting, they hate each other, mum wants a divorce, next minute they love each other. So <laughs> yeah. I, I get that too. And I really do understand in the experiment, everything is so fucking pressured and it yeah. is so hard and it's like one second it's like i want to leave i can't deal with this and then it's like well hang on i've given up everything to be here mm. why don't we push through this well, well exactly and one of the biggest criticisms it's like oh you stayed for an extra five minutes of fame like mm. bro i've blown up this experiment i've come in like a fucking wrecking ball i don't have anything left to prove mm. i'm staying because i want to see if this relationship works an extra two weeks on a tv show makes fuck all difference to like what an extra hundred followers on instagram like mm. it's not that's not why i stayed mm. i stayed because leaving was fucking easy leaving was cowardly leaving was everything people were accusing me of mm. and so in a in a defiant kind of no i'm gonna see this through i stayed it had fuck all to do with wanting to get extra fame or drag out the experiment yeah. or but get extra you were followers. Very much, like at the start, you were very <laughs> much like, le like leaving, right? Like you were calling it off or whatever. Yeah. Like at the start, I'm trying to remember now because I feel like so much has happened. <clears throat> so much has fucking yeah, happened. So week one I wrote leave. That's right. And you like moved out and you, yeah, it looked like or seemed like you were kind of always leaving. But then when it really came down to making the decision on the couch because you would write stay and you would continue to stay and the behavior was getting worse and more toxic, that's why everyone's like, why the fuck is he staying? Like he wants well, more Well, I don't think I ever really complained. Uh, look, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't ever really think that I complained about Bronte as much as she complained about me and she wrote stay every week. I was always like, yeah, I mean, Bronte has everything that I'm looking for in a partner and some things that I'm not, but the relationship could actually work. I just don't trust that she's in it as much as I am. Did you really and ever think that that relationship would work or could work, honestly? You can ring my mom. You could ring my friends. I was like, yeah, like this is going to work. This is something that I want. This is I want this girl to move for me. 
you could ask any any of the people that I was in contact with during the experiment. They'll tell you like there were stages where I was one hundred percent in, like really serious about. And this we girl. need to get down to the bottom of where that changed. But I first want to start mm. at the honeymoon because yeah. the honeymoon pissed me off something bad mm. because I feel me like too. we didn't see anything. Yeah. I know. It, it it was like good, and then it flipped, and I'm like, whoa, bro! And it was just like she's really like, 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 like she, it was. It was weird. really hard to she watch. She hated you. Yeah. You well, were like one of the, off her. It was weird. One of the worst things of the honeymoon was, and this is where I feel like I've just gotten this absolutely terrible, like gaslighter, narcissist edit. Is one of the things on the honeymoon that really, really pissed me off is they they showed me talking about something and then gave no context. Mm. So I said, um, you know, I don't know what's with these hysterics, and Bronte was calm. They don't show her flipping out at the table and walking off. Okay. They don't show her um, so many arguments we had on the honeymoon where I could tell she was doing this for the cameras, like 100%. Mm. You, don't, you don't have a normal conversation with someone and then they flip out and fucking act like the world is ending. We, we, I mean, for us it was obvious at times where she was clearly putting it on for the cameras. Oh, it was, it's very obvious. Like, oh, my God. Us as viewers definitely yeah, can see that. Yeah, but you hadn't seen it up to that point. Mm. You hadn't no, seen it. Yes, you're right. So you're saying... From that point, that's where the, well, let, the Can I give you an example? I'll give, I'll give you two very quick examples. Yeah. Um, first night we were there, I lit this massive bonfire on this lake and we had these couple of glasses of wine. It was like something out of a movie. And mm. I thought, oh, this is great. This will easily make it the camera. Like, this is so picture perfect. Mm. These two people that are like trying to, you know, like have a real honeymoon. Yeah. And we sit down and um, Bronte just launches into like this 45-minute tirade of like this ex-partner that she had and – um, a terrible relationship and like while all of that stuff's valid I'm like Bronte we're on our honeymoon like this is not appropriate time to be bringing up the exes you know mm. what I mean like I don't know you I want to get to know you mm. not not yeah. like I don't want to sit here and listen to like a 45 minute TED talk on you know like yeah. previous relationships and yeah. it just kind of felt like she was trying to throw an ex under the bus right and um then at the end of the conversation she turns to the producer and goes was that good and I was like I was like what <gasps> was was all of that just for camera or was Wait, that what yeah, yeah. She she turns to the producer and goes, "Was that good? Or do you, do you, like, do you want to?" And I was like, "What? That's not how you end a conversation oh with someone." Oh my god, Bronte! Duh. And then so like, that was a bit. That was a massive. That launched into a massive blow up. Stormed off. I can't believe you caught like trying to say that I'm disingenuous. Wait, like, what? I, I I wouldn't have even thought on set or ever to ask my producer. Dude, it's not about doing anything good. It's, it's about, about doing a good you. job, about t telling a story. You know, this is the first time I've ever had that validated and I can't believe it's coming from you two. What? I would, no, dude, I could not imagine being on set being like, Barthi, was that good? Was yeah. that dramatic enough? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like Jackie, she was asking. Do I, it was do like, I need to do that again? What? Yeah, yeah. It was like, like, was that a good take? Like, <laughs> oh, like, fuck, bro. That's wild. And I've said it from the start well, that she's like a D-list, like wants to be on Home and Away, dude. Well, the next story is just as good. Um, so we're in the car and you know how when they drive us around, they set up the GoPros yes, and yeah. you're mic'd up and we're on en route to like this like surprise date. And the producers were like, you've got to tell Bronte you've organized it and we'll tell you why later. And I'm like, okay. So I said to Bronte, no, I've organized another date for us. Yeah. Let's go have some fun. And this was so interesting. We're in the car. And again, it's a shame that none of this gets seen because I yeah. think it would have actually made great television. But again, anything that made Bronte look bad was cut. Mm. So we're in the car and, you know, we're driving and um, Bronte's like, you know, my dad's always been a car guy. You know, he's got classic cars. I've grown up around cars. I love cars. And we sort of were chatting back and forth for about half an hour, 40 minutes on the way. And we pull in and it's a go-kart track. And I'm like, yes, we're going to race go-karts. Like yeah. you've just finished telling me how you love cars. Yeah. Let's get out there and have some fun. Um... And Bronte's like, oh, you know, I'm a bit nervous. And 
And we get to the front desk and Bronte's like, oh, I don't want, don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, bro, like we've got the whole track to ourselves. You can just go as hard or as soft as you want. We'll just get out there and putt around and have some fun. Like, don't, don't worry. Nothing bad's going to yeah. happen. And then after they got, the producers got our tickets and we're getting, um, I think we're getting demiked because they couldn't get audio in the carts. There's no point. It's All too right. loud and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. we're getting demiked. And, um, you know, we're sort of in like this crowded sort of waiting room to go onto the track. And they're bringing us our helmets and all this stuff. And Bronte has a complete, I could only describe as like a mental breakdown. She sat on the floor, like in a tantrum, like shouting, I don't want to do this. Oh. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and so the, the producer's like, just go wait over there. And they took Bronte with the camera crew around the back of the go-kart, like the the sort of the place, the the building where you pay for your tickets next to the track. Yeah. And she did like what I can only describe as like a 20-minute a voxy where she was just shouting at the camera and I was just like, what is with this girl? It's what, just all going, for TV. Did, did you ask her why she was upset or what happened or why? Uh, she- at that point I was just like, I like just – you know what I mean? I didn't want to get involved. But like, I was we, didn't, just... we didn't see that though, did we? No, we didn't see anything about you going to go-karts at all. That's what I'm saying. Anything that like was just over, like but anything that fitted, anything that fitted. About? What was she even getting mad about? I have no idea. To this, I never talked to her about it. I was just like, this is, I, I just, I, I just, she was like, I'm just overexhausted. I kind of just want to get back to Sydney. I'm, I just want to kind of get out of here. And I was like, bro, it's been three days. Like we're, we, we had another argument um, that night when we got home. And she's like, you know, um, she's like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I just can't do this. And I'm like, Bronte, it's three days into our relationship, right? Like, what can't you do? And she's like, I'm just at my wits end. I don't have anything left to give. And I was just like, I I just don't understand. Like, it was like she was causing these fights to get on camera. So this is, things are coming back to me now. So you've been married at this point. We three know. days, three so days, yeah. It's three days in. Three days in. But at this point, stuff had been leaked, right, that she knew who you were. Well, no, yes. no, that never came out until after the, well, when the we're show was watching filmed. It, when, when we're, we're watching it, we know that she knows you. Now we're like, okay, oh, now she knows you know. on him. I never knew. Yeah, yeah. I never you knew know, When you were in the experiment, yeah. you didn't know, right? But no. we're watching it and we've heard, okay, Bronte knows who Harrison is. So maybe this is why it makes sense that she was behaving this way because she knew who you were. She well, all leaked of, all voice of, messages. She was done. She was three Which we're going like, to play now. This. No, I think, I think everything she did, she was playing up for the cameras exactly like she said she was going to in the those voice messages and we're gonna listen to them now yeah oh my god i can't stand this voice i'm actually triggered i'm fucking triggered by a voice yeah oh my god like what am i supposed to do like if like one of the other girls gets him bro you're gonna get him oh my god i'm dead (sighs) 21 21 that's (laughs) nine years younger than me eight years i can't do math what the (laughs) Well, you know what? If he is my match, I'm going to f***ing play that to my advantage. Like, holy sh! Oh, my God. And I can't wait. If he is my match, I'm going to tell Kira to be an absolute f- to him. I'm going to tell Kira to be an absolute With oh Kira the God, girl. I will literally, like, play this up like crazy. Like, I reckon I would actually confront him when we're in private and just be like, by the way, like, I actually know this. why you're here. Like, if you're wanting to just, like... <laughs> I guess day two of the honeymoon. Play this on, that's fine. But like, we can just be friends. That's but for the cameras, we can obviously put on a show. Because if I do get this guy, like, I'm not going to be able to like him because I know what he's like. Oh my God. 
put on a show, yeah. So this it was, makes sense though, right? She yeah. said this before going on the show. She's seen you at the wedding. She knows who you are, exactly who Well, you I didn't are. know any of this. I didn't right. know any of this had happened. But it makes sense why she was behaving and, you know, throwing tantrums because she knew who you were. She couldn't do it. She was like, she literally couldn't do it. She knew this whole time. Did, and well, you didn't. Ali from the Daily Mail who broke the story um, he's had a lot of communication with Jess who leaked this stuff about yeah. Bronte, the, the girl from the wedding. Yep. And Ali's like, Which yeah, one was Jess at the wedding? The pink dress. Pink I dress. Think, pink orange dress. I can't dress. remember. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was like, no, I've had a lot of conversations with Jess and she's like, Jess told her everything about you, your name, where you lived, who you were. Like Bronte knew. She had the full blueprint of who I was. It makes mm. so much sense though. Well, it does she make sense. She gets the honeymoon and she's like, I can't do this. And yeah, oh, Harrison's freaking like, out. I've heard, I've heard interviews where Bronte's like, I knew a guy of Harrison's nature. Like, and but I'm like, that's just, just admit that you, you knew. You did Bronte voice really well there. Oh, so, all you have to do is nature. an annoying upward inflection at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So she knew who you were. <laughs> And then a few days in, she's like, let's play it up, let's fake it, whatever, right? Yeah, but I was like, I'm not here for that. Like, yeah. I don't, So you're like, what the fuck's going I on? I told my also, producer and she was like, everyone has these chats, just let it ride. So she said to you, I want to put this, let's get this straight. Everyone has these chats. Bro, I didn't have that chat. Bro, I was like obsessed with my husband. I want to put it on the record now. <laughs> I'm jealous now. of you then. <laughs> Harrison. It's so wild that people Harrison, have those chats. did Bronte say to you on the honeymoon, Let's fake this, or let's play this up. Yeah, let's... she 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 offered that option to me. Yes, but what do you mean offered the option? Is it like let's do this or leave? Oh, I can't remember word for word the yeah, exact yeah, conversation, fine. but it was along the lines of like you know, um, Brent and Tamara did it. You know, they just sort of wrote it all out, and I was kind of like, well, they they hated each other. Like mm. they wrote they wrote stay every week, but yeah, they hated each other. They like couldn't stand they, each other. That was the fakest relationship ever. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, look where they're at now and all this sort of stuff. And I was like. Where are they at now? Where, yeah. where, where are. Well, and it comes back to the fact that um, I know for a fact that Brent has been hitting Bronte up. Wait, I had another question well, for you. We're just, just, real quick, just real quick, just real quick, just real quick. He's been hitting her up to go and do a photo shoot on we're the beach. We've heard, we've heard, we've heard about that. that. I'm like, bro, you have a girlfriend. We've heard about that. <laughs> but dude, also, dude, dude, my question get... is, <laughs> the wedding, Bronte knew who you were, right? She knew who you were. But also you knew who she was. Because you'd Bronte. matched on, you'd matched before. Yeah, but I matched with like a lot of girls. That's how would I know? How would I but know like to look back? But like he'd spoken to her. Surely you would have remembered her face. Do you, do you want to go through? If if I could download my old hinge back and yeah. you could go through all of the girls I've sent messages to, it's an it's like that's ridiculous. I'll I'll give him the benefit of the that's doubt there because yeah. when I'm on so, when I'm on like, dating apps, see, I haven't done dating apps, like, so I don't know. Like someone said to me, hey. That girl could be your wife. Yeah. Then I would know who yeah. she is. And it's not like it's not like you're gonna forget that shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Okay. I want to get to what happened at the honeymoon in terms of intimacy. Oh yes. What the happened there? Because there was a yeah. wig out, that there was, was a, a fucking out, conversation that happened at a at a table. You had um, sex and then she was like, nah. Yeah, what the happened? morning after. That's her version of events. Okay. I was the one that stopped the sex both times. I was like, I'm just not into this. Like, um, and I explained <clears throat> on the couch at our first commitment ceremony, I felt pressure to perform because, you know, I'd come in, um, you know, I was like this, you know, big alpha male kind of like, that's how I was being portrayed. And uh, I just felt like I have to perform sexually to create a bond to show this girl I like her, like all of the things that guys go through when yeah. they're trying to impress a girl, right? Okay. And I just forced it in the moment. We'd, we'd been out. This was after the night where the whole like, was that good that night? Oh. That had a big blow up. And then we went back to our room and then 
like it was funny uh bronte initiated the sex and then i i was like i, I we, we started and i was like i'm I just i'm just stressed yeah. i'm just stressed yeah and then in the morning again we started kissing and we were getting intimate and then um it just kind of happened and then i was just like i just i just couldn't i just couldn't and um then we did wake-ups and then we went for breakfast and we were actually okay for most of that day until we got to the go-kart track and then um yeah then it all was it that you just couldn't get it up or you just it just um no i could i just I just wasn't into it. I just wasn't. I, I just didn't. Because you said that you weren't sexually attracted to her. Okay, do you want to know what the core issue was? Um, yeah, well, of course we fucking do. I didn't trust her. I didn't trust her. But at this point, it's early days. What had she done? My gut. Yeah. It's just something was off. I just ne I just never really trusted Bronte. That was the core of our relationship issue was I always felt like she was being fake and I never trusted her. Mm. That was always at the core of the issue for me, the things she would say, mm. how she would act, finding out what she's been saying about me behind my back to other people that then got back to me. Like I was just like, well, As in nice cast members? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was... I mean, was, she did it to you at the retreat too. She was going around saying shit that you had supposedly said to... Melinda uh, and Melinda. Lane, but it yeah. actually wasn't like that. That happened all the time. Yeah, and I then, was actually surprised they sh they showed that. Mm, I was I actually surprised. The, they I was that. really surprised as well mm, that they showed yeah. that because I think that was a big deal. I, I don't know why it that was wasn't like for her personality. Yeah, that was like, whoa, okay, Bronte, this this is something, this here. Yeah, is bad. It was but more like that, something's up with this. It chick. was that yeah. for ten weeks, and okay. you don't see any of it. Yeah. Mm. So. For example, um, do you remember the first big fight we have where she calls me a narcissist and accuses mm. me of gaslighting her? Mm. They purposely cut half of that argument out. And the Voxy that I do afterwards, which is mm. the interview for people that don't know, yeah. I'm in a white country road shirt, I think. Mm. And in the Voxy, I'm like jumping all around the room because they've cut so much of the Voxy out. And I was sort of like pacing around that I'm like copy pasted everywhere. Mm. And they've the reason that they've had to cop, ch like cut that is because they've given all of the bits of speech in a sentence where I'm not actually talking about why I have that problem with her. Right. So we, I sent the text message two or three days before the commitment ceremony where I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, that's right. But I was, we were living in separate apartments after we got back from the honeymoon. And this is she the balcony was just, scene. This is the balcony yeah, 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 the balcony scene. Scene. yeah, this is balcony. So she was just ignoring me. She right. was, she was like doing a Claire, which is basically like saying to the producers, I can't live with him. Mm. Um, and just kind of like keeping it as, you know, neighbors almost in separate apartments. Yeah. I was bringing her a coffee every day. I was saying, hey, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to spend like five minutes together? Like just the two of us. She would not speak to me or talk to me unless it was on camera. Mm. And then I was just like, I'm over this. So mm. I went, I actually knocked on her door um, yeah. behind production's back. I went and knocked on her door and said, hey, look, can I just come in? I brought your coffee. Um, came in and then, um, and that's when I said, I said, look, um, I'm going to write leave at this commitment ceremony i'm like you know this is not what i came here for um just on the back of the honeymoon all of the shit yeah, that we went through that conversation about mm. faking it i was just like that's not what i came here for and i was actually scared that if we did try and fake it production would sniff that out mm. and so i was like look i just well they I did just, well, yeah, well yeah they did yeah, with yeah, you yeah, yeah. eventually yeah. yeah um and so well, ironically that's when we were actually real <laughs> right so uh anyway Jeez. um and she goes she goes okay and i said i put it on her i'm like you know, if you want to stay in this relationship, it's it's on you. You need to show me. That's what you can hear me talking about it at dinner parties and yeah. stuff. Where I'm like, Bronte needs to show me. You she's did in this. Say this. Yeah, yeah, but there's parties. no context. Yeah, there yeah. is no context. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's like, so well, it, hang on. She's showing you. Everyone. That's the gaslight edit. Yeah. Every, They're showing what I'm saying. No context. Yeah. Mm. 
So it looks like I'm turning it around on her going, you need to prove it to me. And that's but why she every- did need okay. to prove mm-hmm. it to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, But that's because of what you said off camera. Correct. So for they us, couldn't use like, it. They couldn't use it. Of course they can't use it. And this is why But they it could gets have shown messy. my voxies where I'm like, yeah, I talked about it the day of the commitment ceremony. So this is no surprise to her that I was writing leave. So when we sat down on the on the balcony mm. and she starts going, you know, you said you weren't going anywhere. And I'm mm. like, Bronte, that's void. We spoke yesterday morning and I said I was writing leave and her face was like, because she didn't expect me to drop an off-camera chat into okay. the, but they into can't the, show it. You know why they can't, can't show it? Because they don't like the idea of of participants making deals or talking about plans for the commitment ceremony. That was my fuck up. I should have texted her and said I'm running late. Yes. I should have. Mm. That's why, that's why later on down the track, when everyone's like, why'd you break up with Bronte over text? That's why I did that, mm. was to have some sort of record. Writing. <laughs> yeah. So she yeah. couldn't Receipts. twist that again. So she couldn't twist it again. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm not the one that broke up with Bronte. She said, I want to leave and I want to go home. That's breaking up with someone. Mm. That's the breakup. The mm. text message confirming it is not the breakup, no matter how much she tried to play the victim. Because mm. there is a real victim yeah. um, villain mentality in this season like the yeah it's and i know uh, like a lot of people in our facebook group um there was a lot of talk like when we kind of hinted you know and asked for questions that we were getting you uh <laughs> there was a lot of talk like why would we give someone like you harrison uh a the, platform a platform and, to speak you know but again this is coming from people who have just watched you on the show yeah which Coming into this interview with Dom and I, that's very much where my head's at too because I'm more so a viewer than Dom is and I haven't heard anything that's been going on. So I'm very much as well like, yeah, I mean, I understand where our group's coming from because they've only seen what they've seen. And understanding where they're coming from, right, it was like why are you going to give this nuss? And I just want to preface this by saying calling someone these words, it's very, there's a lot here, Mm. right? These words are very loaded um, I think they get um, used they, every year. They get used every <laughs> year, and these words are thrown around a lot. Okay, who was the narcissist on our season? Was it my husband? That's why he was being called, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think I liked the, Mitch. I mean, I liked course. him too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I liked I him too. I didn't see that he was gas. I didn't. I'd never been gaslit before, yeah. right? I didn't even so know what the term know. was. Okay, but, but anyway. gaslighting, narcissistic coercive control, all of these words, this language is overused, and I think mm. it gets taken out of context, and it gets. Can we it just invalidates- establish, should we establish what it is? Well, I just want to finish what I was saying. It invalidates <laughs> It invalidates women in the real world that are actually dealing with this on a daily Absolutely. basis. Yes. And I think that's why a lot of people were getting upset in the group that we were getting someone like, like Harrison on who is, you know, coercive controlling and mm, narcissistic, narcissistic and, and gaslighting and you know is controlling i don't take any of that shit personally now because i see that they've edited me so much on the show that it's impossible for me to take it personally because i actually see myself as a caricature i see myself as, as playing a character on that show now yeah and and the good thing is that it does start the conversation women can come forward and say i've been in an abusive relationship or a coercive controlled relationship or whatever it happens to be with a guy that did that to me. Mm. And they're doing that based on the edit of the show. Yeah. And I actually think that's amazing because this show serves as a sounding board to society where people can well, say, yeah. I've had that happen to me. It does. And, yeah. and that's yeah. what uh, it happened with our season. That's but what happened with we're gonna husband. We're going to show yeah. a clip now and this is going to really highlight, I guess, why people have 
you know, jumped on you, calling you cocky, narcissistic, mm. you mm. know, this, what all of these kind of things. So we're going to watch this his first clip. commitment sermon. Um, I don't know. Let's don't play know. it. Let's play it. These last few weeks have just been so rough for the both of us, not not just for me. She shits me. Yeah, It's not actually been that bad for me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> See, here we go in the music as well. I haven't really seen Bronte for a couple of weeks, so it's kind of been like a holiday. It was kind of better than when we were together because we would just fight, you know? Oh, Those jokes went over real well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're yes. having with her a week before going off to marry a stranger. My attitude was I'm not going to stop living my life, going up to essentially an experiment with someone I've never met before. I just didn't feel the need to be faithful to someone I didn't even know. Oh. In the bin. In the bin. Mel's line of the season. Yeah, that's that's probably or the best line. For the bin? Line. I can't remember. In the bin. For the bin, in the or bin, something, thing. Some, some something sort of about a comment, fucking bin. Yeah. I like Melinda. I do too. I, I think she's I, Melinda. You know what? Melinda. Melinda. I think yeah, Melinda not... has rightfully earned the respect that she's been given this yes. year because unlike a lot of people in the experiment, even though it was pointed at me, largely her sort of vitriol, Melinda stood for something. Yeah. She went against what she saw was bad behaviour. And that's and yeah. for that, I will always respect yeah. her. And that was like yeah. I was the only person in our mm. season that did the exact same thing, mm. same thing with one thing. Yeah. Mm. Right? And yeah. And I've watched the show, and again, because I'm not personally attached to the outcome of the show so much. Mm. I've watched the show and I'm like, yeah, Melinda, get him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with the audience. Yeah. And that you know behavior. What I mean? So you watching that and seeing the way that the language that you used, the way that it was and I hate talking about the edit, but the music, the way it's cut up, looking at the other people's reactions, all of that comes together and it lends towards you being cocky, up well, yourself. I mean, obviously. A bit of an, like an asshole. You can't, edit, yeah. you can't edit what he said. He said it. No, he said I had a better no, no, time without it. 100% I said yeah, it. Yeah, he's like right. I had But, but I mean, yeah, yeah. He, but he was but the, what being it doesn't a smart sh- ass. He was. Yes. Number one. Yeah. I was. Fucking That's, huge that was, smart ass. That was me being like sarcastic and shit. And you can't in that environment, mate. And it did not come across well. So I've got to own that. I made a bad judgment. I should have read the room and I should have taken it very seriously. That was my first commitment ceremony. I'd never been in one before. Oh, yeah. You came in very, very cocky. You were like, I know this shit. I know this stuff. And I tell you what, the viewers don't like cockiness. No. They do not like it. And, I mean, you know that now. Yeah. And that's why we... I remember us watching this going, this fucking Harrison. First, <laughs> this first commitment ceremony, bloke. though, that, the thing is the first commitment ceremony, now that we've watched and been a part of it, we know that that's a really crucial time of your, like what the- Character every, building. But also everyone's first impression, right? It's the first serious conversation that you're sharing with everyone, not only about your relationship, but you. Mm. And like that's the first time the globe is going to be- making an opinion yes. or forming a judgment on you. And yours yep. was, I'm a fucking smart ass. I've had a better time without my wife and it's been great. Correct. And everyone's like, what and is this, this dude guy? Yeah, 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 what a douche. Like, why is he here? Yeah, I look, I watched it and I just took it all with a grain of salt because I'm like, I could clearly see what I was trying to convey, which is like, yeah, this is terrible, but I'm just trying to like make light of it. I'm just trying to like mm. lift the mood a little bit. Should have read the room. Mm. Wrong time to be cracking jokes. Like I get that. Mm. I've got to own that. I said those things. Um, there was actually a worse joke, much, much worse, that I was <laughs> dreading coming on what TV. What was the joke? Well, I said, um, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Come on, I you want to said, repeat um, it? <laughs> Come on, I what's said, he got uh, to lose at this oh, point? <laughs> this, if, you, if you think these jokes went over bad, wait for this. 
Yeah. So um, they asked, they're like, so why why didn't you take it seriously coming into the show? And I and I said, Mel asked a question, and I said, well, Mel, um, you know, I've been cast for another show before this, and it fell through. And they said the reason they didn't pick me was because I was too ruggedly handsome and masculine. Oh, and I said, and God. Mel, unfortunately, that's something I have to live with now. And obviously, it was obviously, obviously, it was sarcastic, right? <laughs> obviously, I was taking the piss. But I was like, I said to my mates, I was like, when the first commitment ceremony comes out, I'm going to get dragged through the streets. Like, yeah, like no like, one would yeah. have found that funny. But it, no, it, it because I'm, I did because I, I, I was so obviously taking the piss. Like, I get that's your sense of humor. Trust me, yeah. I've got mates that are like. I now yeah. that I've sat here, I've got some guy mates that are exactly the same. Yes, but the guys. thing is, I don't actually find them funny. Like my mates who are like that, I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah, like, but if you watch a Ryan Reynolds or a Will Farrell yes. movie, it's hilarious. Yeah, yes, right? exactly. Yeah. But when we're watching reality TV and when it comes to relationships, people are gonna not yes. see it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got to remember who the demographic is that watches it. It's predominantly female. Yes. And they don't want to watch some up himself, cocky. They want to see that guy get torn down. And mm -hmm. that's what the production's given them this year. They have gotten the yeah, alpha male true. who has been completely shredded. Mm -hmm. And there is women at home going, yes, and turning their husbands and going, you do that. You say stuff like that. You're like him. Yeah. Like that's that's the demographic for the for the show. Mm, exactly. So I get the edit. Yeah. I understand why. It's It's got to be commercial and they've got to make a profit. It's funny, though, mm. because then – you get people like my dad watching it who just turned 60 this year and he watches it and goes, he Wait, sees Duncan crying and goes, where the fuck did they find these blokes? He sees Josh, you know, supposedly not wanting to fuck his wife and my dad goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> like that's never going to happen. Um, but I want to play another moment actually. Uh, mm. This is the red flag moment. Mm. You know, you're wearing a red fucking shirt and uh, you yeah. are a walking red flag. And Claire, um, I, I mean, I did rate this moment. Um Let's play this. I'm saying that, like, I've fallen for someone and I don't see a future. How can you say you've fallen for her, but then you're sitting there saying it's over? You are literally the loudest mouth in here with the worst relationship. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? Do you know what you need to do? You need to take off that shirt and stick it on a pole and wave it around because you're a giant red flag. You can see me literally biting my tongue in this scene, like going, don't fucking say it, don't fucking say it. I mean, what you said about Claire, though, where's the lie? Like, you're oh, in the I worst fucking to relationship. Say much, much worse. I can imagine. But I was always very, very aware that there's cameras in the room, it's a national television show, and punching down on a woman is not going to look very good. Even though I think Claire did the wrong thing in the experiment, I'm sure in real life she's a lovely person. In the experiment, absolute, like, Whatever. But I understand Claire's stance here and I, I get what she's saying and everything, but also well, it's, I have a question. Can I, can I talk about Hang on, I have a question. question? Yeah. So she's saying you're red flag, right? Everybody had all the girls have this opinion on yeah. you. They not all the girls. Okay, who? Oh. Who liked uh, you? I think in there. Not on the show, but like well, I now. found out after the show. I think Melinda wanted to call out my behavior, yes. but I think deep down she liked me. And deep down I liked Melinda as well. I love a boss bitch and I yeah. love the fact that she was calling me out. We I could can see that you um, got on. I, I, I could see that did. as well. And Melinda I understand. is fiercely intelligent. Do yes. not underestimate oh, Melinda. Oh, no way. I she love is. her. We don't. We yes. don't think she's fucking yeah. amazing. But my question Evelyn is. Evelyn as well. She's fun. Taylor, yeah. great chick. I think yeah. Evelyn's great too. But what I think is in the experiment and what we're all seeing is all these women are like calling you red flag. They're all calling you out for being a narcissistic gaslighter, all this stuff. And well, the girls up until that point were all team Bronte. Right. Yeah. But 
at until this they point, knew that she was a liar. But mm. yeah, so that's that's where I'm getting at. At this point in the experiment, you're saying at dinner parties and stuff, you know, you've called her out on her lies and whatever. And then what do the girls think? Like, at what point did they you start have to, to remember see? that the girls were always very aware, from what I've been told, that going against the girl code, they all got matching tattoos. Oh, some of them got matching tattoos. Yeah, yeah and they did. left and they left so, a lot of people out though of getting matching tattoos. Yeah. So, so they mm, were like, girl "That's your club. number one wrong thing, doll." Mm. Yeah, they. Well, some girls were actually uh, came out at a commitment ceremony. They were very upset that they weren't invited. Oh, uh, yes. Um, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Wait, did they get tats during yeah. filming? Yes. Oh, wow. So even though, and even though in the group, out. even though in the group there might have been a bit of a fraction, it was still two groups of girls yes. that all yes. had, these girls were willing to die on a hill for each other. Fucking right? weird so when you've just Claire met these people. and Bronte were, that, were on that hill, right, up until the couple's retreat where Claire, Claire actually said, um, and I didn't see it until the reunion, Claire made a comment to Bronte that really pissed her off. She goes, you know, you, it's like you're eating out of Harrison's ass. And then she goes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was hilarious. The only time I've actually found Claire funny, the yeah. entire thing, right? And <gasps> it just pissed Bronte off. That's why Bronte told me uh, in drips and drabs through the experiment about yeah. Claire because she knew that I was the only one that would stand up to her. And you'd be the only one that had actually come out and say shit, and yeah, which you did. Jesse, mm. Jesse has openly admitted that he was too afraid to approach mm. Claire about this. But one thing I do fundamentally disagree with the audience, the experts and production on, the one thing I fundamentally disagree about that interaction between myself and Claire is I do not think that that's a deflection. Like if you, say Ella, are attacking me about my relationship and I fire back, that's a mutual exchange. Mm. If Dom's attacking me about my relationship and then I go, oh, what about Ella? That's a deflection. Yeah. Yes. It was me versus Claire. Yeah. That's you're not right. deflecting. Mm. That's a mutual exchange of information between mm. two people. Mm. And so to call it a deflection, it's just it's become this meme now that oh, all you do is gaslight and deflect. And deflect. Well, no, mm. I took someone head on. That's what you do in an in, a, in an argument, right? Mm. And the next thing is the gaslighting. That is purely down to editing. I know what gaslighting is. I know that if I said something that wasn't true or tried to convert Bronte's idea of what happened and twist her view on reality, mm. I knew that that's mental manipulation. Mm. And I knew that if I did that, I would have gotten crucified. So I was always very careful about words and the power that they have. And you even see they left a lot out from the dinner with Kira and Bronte. Oh, yeah. But the point I was making is Bronte has said, I'd move for love. I'd move for the right relationship. These kind of empty platitudes. Mm. And they didn't give me any reassurance. I never heard from Bronte's mouth, I want to move for, for you. you. I want this relationship with you. And this is what you yeah. said. And so we I was always it. feeling like that's a huge mm. difference. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, she'd move yeah. to Sydney for the beaches. She'd yeah. move to yes. Sydney for, for her the career. shopping. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I always felt yeah. like the Maybe two, she already wanted to move to Sydney. I always yeah. felt like <laughs> the Maybe two, she wanted to move to Sydney. Um, <laughs> the two different statements convey a largely different meaning. Yeah. Yes. And so I really feel cheated by mm. a lot of the show when they edit out that particular context or me explaining it. Mm. Because really you get like this kind of like, is he just picking on words to gaslight her? Mm. When in reality, words have a lot of meaning. And we really saw that in Josh's relationship. Mel uh, Melissa dragged Josh down with words like, I wanted a strong man. I mm. wanted a, a, a protector. Those words, whilst to, to me would have had no meaning because I'm like, well, I am. 
yes. to Josh, yes. they broke him. Yeah. yeah, that that was look that was hard that to was watch. harsh, and I think she knows that now. And I mean, a little too late, but also yeah. a bit fucked up. 